Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own inner revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and welcome back for another amazing week. I know we are still in the midst of this crisis and this pandemic, and as I promise you every week, I am bringing you amazing, exceptional, inspiring, motivational, and just overall beautiful souls on this show to keep us all in a great mindset, uh, reminding us of the importance of mind-body-spirit alignment, and really providing techniques on how to cope, manage stress, find our purpose, and continue to be positive. And our guest today is going to truly be an angel for us that's going to tell us how she got through some of her most incredible moments in her life. She is quite inspiring and a beautiful soul that I follow. And who am I talking about? I am talking about, and I'm just going to call her Stina. And when she comes on the show, we're going to, we're going to challenge my ability to say her last name, but I'm not going to butcher it right now because she's too beautiful to do that. So we'll do this in a second. But Stina is living in Norway with her beautiful husband and amazing two children. If you haven't seen them on Instagram, they are such a beautiful family. And she was a prison officer and worked there for almost 14 years. She challenged them to really learn how to reshape and change their addictive behaviors. She teaches courses in motivational interviewing for professionals in the healthcare system as well. And she's really leading an exceptional charge in the world to change our mindset. And she teaches things in self-esteem, yoga, and all sorts of things. She's done everything. But unfortunately, she experienced a head and neck injury that really affected a lot of different aspects of her life. And she wasn't able to continue on in her career. And she had to leave a job that she loved, which has led her to this space and time to really have to learn how to overcome things. And if there's anyone who is the definition of resilience, I would say it is Stina. So let me go ahead and get her on the show. Hi, Stina. How are you? Hi, Renee. Thank you. I'm, I'm fine. I am. And I panicked. Certain, I panicked with your last name. I just absolutely panicked. Oh. I didn't want to ruin it. So let's say it together. Say it for me one more time. Yeah. 
Jorgensen. Okay, so Stina Jorgensen. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you did it. That's amazing. <laughs> so thank you, beautiful oh. soul. I'm so excited yeah. to have you here. Yeah, and thank you, Renee, for, for everything you do and the beautiful person you are. You're changing so many people's lives. Thank and you. I love your podcast and everything you share. Thank oh, you. And I feel exactly the same about you. Your posts are just a breath of fresh air. And they are always these beautiful pictures. Do you take all of those pictures? I feel like you do. Yeah, mo mostly I do. I do, yeah. yeah. I love being outdoors. You can see, you can yes. tell. <laughs> yeah, and, and your videos on mindfulness and meditation mm. and grounding and being with nature have really been a source of inspiration for me during this pandemic. So thank you mm. for what you do. Yeah, thank you. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and, and really what sort of led you to this space and time, particularly, you know, after experiencing that injury, how did your life really change and lead you to this point? I had two small children and we had, we did almost not have any family. I had a tough upbringing with violence and abuse of alcohol from my parents and so we were me and my husband were a lot of a lot alone you know his family is in Denmark and mm -hmm. so we were I was struggling uh, Renee you know experiencing this uh, injury and having two small children so I, I always felt I had to pull myself together and you know, trying to overcome the challenges alone is very hard. So I needed to get into counseling. I uh, went to a psychologist and I actually, because when I share my recovery story, I use the, you know, show a picture of my life areas and how they were affected due to my injury. Because work was so important to me. Yeah. And uh, because of... Um, my upbringing especially, I felt that as a prison officer, I really, I was actually questioning myself when I became a prison officer as only, I was only 22. Can I manage, can I do this uh, work uh, when I have experienced so much myself, traumas? It kind of, um, I, after my high school, I went into the military. Mm. And uh, I was teaching in first aid and I actually wanted to become a nurse. So when I was finished with the military, I uh, came home and I got work in the local prison in the town where we live. I loved it so much that I actually um, applied for the college uh, today, University of the Norwegian Correction uh, Services. Oh, wow. And uh, and uh, I worked as a prison officer and got so many great opportunities, you know, teaching inmates in the cognitive therapy program that we have. And, and I loved it. And later on, motivational interviewing. Sounds like such an incredible career. I mean, one that you don't expect, you know, but I'm sure when mm. you say I worked in a prison, you get those looks, right? I, you know, I had done some work in um, prison mm. systems when I was doing mm. my PhD for some of my mm. research. And so mm -hmm. I had the ability to go in and interview, mm -hmm. and then I actually got asked to teach a course. 
And um, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, you know, I, you, you don't know because you have such a stereotypical idea of what a prison system looks like. But yeah. there's, there's a spectrum, right? I mean, yeah. people are all sorts of different places mm. and different offenses and different circumstances. And I absolutely fell in love with the group that I was working yeah. with. And yeah became so alive when they were telling their stories and you felt mm. so much empathy for mm -hmm. how one can end up like that because we can be so judgmental right mm -hmm. of people and yet yeah. we know tiny tiny bit of their life mm. um and it's amazing so it sounds like it was such an incredible opportunity and i can't imagine because this is really timely right right mm. now mm. how many yeah. billions of people and the world yeah. are without work right now and yeah. losing their job. Mm. Maybe they'll get it back. Maybe they won't. So mm. how did you handle that when you had to walk away from a job that you loved? I mean, outside of the counseling perspective, mm. what were some mm. things that you did to try to help you get through that? Well, as I told you, I went to therapy to a psychologist. And uh, I actually, because it was so tough, you know, it was, it was a griefing uh, process for me. Yeah, I imagine. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I actually went on antidepressant. What do you call it? Anti? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Antidepressant medication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for two years. Um, and I didn't like taking medication. Yeah. I didn't, I, or I, my body didn't like it. I didn't react well to it. Yes. So after a couple of years, I told my therapist I wanted to to uh, stop taking them, mm -hmm. and um, and I slowly did. And instead, I started doing medical yoga. Oh, so this is yeah. where you found it. That, yes, it is. <laughs> it's always yeah, isn't that? It's always a story behind why we choose what we do. I experienced more pain, but I had this great yoga teacher, and she was like. She wasn't, you know, she asked me, how, do, how does your pain feel? And I explained it to her and, I, and she, she just supported me really. And I remember the first time I did, you know, this long, deep breath, we were laying on the back on our mat and I was experiencing pain in my chest. And then I really, I realized, oh, oh, I haven't been breathing for four years. Yes. <laughs> and that's when I kind of just began to realize how much our breath means to our health yes yeah and i've uh, and i've been using it ever since and i also remember i think we were about 20 30 participants at this yoga teacher program <laughs> and we were doing this heart meditation oh and i was just yeah mm -hmm. and i was just open to it and little did i know how powerful it was i was crying and crying and crying that's amazing. Yeah. I have not tried hot yoga yet. I was, no. I was a little afraid because, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know we'll talk about this in a minute. You and I also mm -hmm. have a lot in common with our health conditions and, mm -hmm. you know, I have a lot of inflammation and my body does mm -hmm. respond really well to heat, but sometimes mm -hmm. the summer months I tend to feel a little bit worse because of mm -hmm. the heat. So I was a little unsure and I did try like the 
mini cryotherapy type things. Um, but I didn't like that. You know, a lot of people love that, but I found that to be really painful. And so I, I might try it when we get out of this pandemic now that you're saying that you had this emotionally cathartic experience. Can yeah, you talk yeah. about that? I think it's about healing. I mean, uh, medical yoga, you know, comes from Kundalini yoga. And we, of course, working with the breath, but also the, the you, do you say chakra? It's chakra. You Some, know, someone says chakra. Chakra, but ch chakra. Uh, it's like yeah. potato, <laughs> potato. You can say it however <laughs> you want to. <laughs> yeah. So, so we work, you know, and, and uh, Kundalini yoga, it's, it's about the spine. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the breath and working with these slow, beautiful yoga exercises are so calming. And there's done some amazing research on how it helped, you know, reduce pain. And of course, stress. I love that you bring this up. Oh, yes. <laughs> it has been, you know, for me, I've really been studying the breath for several years. Mm. And, you know, mm. when I was fortunate to go over to India and, and really, you know, be in the presence of, of that experience of real yoga. You know, mm -hmm. those kinds of things is just incredible to see, you know, um, I didn't get to do too much personally, but just to be able to be in the culture of a place where this originates from. And everyone is so peaceful and so calm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything can be worked through by just being still, breathing, right? Staying centered. And mm -hmm. you're right. We, my last guest actually was talking about this, that she realized mm -hmm. that she had not been breathing and her body was not mm -hmm. metabolizing food and nutrients. And she was holding pain in so many parts of her body. Now, last year I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. My mother and her sister oh, also have it. And, you know, chronic fatigue, as I know you also um, have been um, diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And I really, through my own research, have found a huge correlation and connection to an over -ex exacerbation of stress, anxiety, depression. The more one had of that, the more mm. years that they had mm. carried a clinical diagnosis of anxiety, depression, or fatigue, mm. were more likely to be identified with fibromyalgia or RA, mm. yeah. sometimes lupus too, right? So, right? so it's been interesting. Have you mm. found that in your breath work and the things that you're mm. doing now, you've been able to control your pain? You know, 14th of December last year, I began in a course, the Wim Hof Method. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. No. Um, it's a, it's a man from uh, the Netherlands that he's, he has a really interesting story, but, to, and you can search him up and, and read more, but what it's all about is doing the series of deep breathing, a really intense deep breathing. And then you do some, of course, meditation and you expose yourself for cold showers or in the ocean, you know, cold water. And the, had so much more energy after doing that. Everything that, a lot of the practices in the East, yeah, really, really I, I really love them, you know, because mindfulness, Qigong, there's so much wisdom. I'm the kind of person that had this journey, you know, working with, with the mind, with teaching and, and of course, doing all those techniques mentally, it was like, that was good, but it was not enough, Renee. Mm. So when I experienced the head and neck injury, and sometimes I ask myself, 
did it happen for a reason? Was it a wake up call? Yeah. Like I feel it was. Yeah. I mean, actually how it was, you know, I felt like my head was attached to my body. Mm. And the accident was the opportunity for me to connect the mind and the body. Mm. So that's why mindfulness and yoga is so important for me, you know, to connect myself with my body. Yes. I love that you're bringing this up because this has Mm -hmm. been a really important element for me in 2020 Mm. when I moved into this year um, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, I said that my theme was going to be full integration, meaning integration of everything, mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit, connection, complete, because every, yeah, right, every couple of years I was working on one thing. So years ago, I went through therapy because I had a lot of mm-hmm. psychosocial things. And mm-hmm. then I moved into, you know, really being physically active. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, competing for, you know, an Arnold Classic. I was lifting weights. I was your, you know, CrossFit athlete kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking the part but yet my head was still unconnected uh, or disconnected, mm-hmm. excuse me. And yeah, then spiritually I realized I was, I was going through this really profound awakening and my body started to act out and reacted in a lot of pain. And I had just gotten through melanoma cancer and some other things at that point. And, you know, I just said to myself, what is going on? But you hit the head right on, or the nail on the head (laughs) in that idea that nothing was connected. I was walking Mm. around like Mm. three individual blobs and parts, right? That were floating near each other, but we're never talking to each other ever. So, so how did you finally come to that realization and what did you do? Well, you know, first I had the mind super. Okay. And then I connected the body and I will say the last year I began, you know, I always believed in something bigger as I was a young girl. I used to pray when there was war and arguments home, you know, so I was very, and I was very, and this is, I was very connected to nature. Yeah, really, as a child, I was. And then um, for many years, I was disconnected from nature. Yeah. And the, the last years, I came back to nature. And the last year, I've done more deep meditation. I've been praying. I've been, you know, uh, digging into people that inspire me, spiritual teachers. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Wayne Dyer, oh, Weasel yeah. Hay. Mm-hmm. God rest their souls. I know. Yes. I was like, when they left this planet, we felt the ripple, right? And mm. uh, I know, I and, know. And the Dalai Lama. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. uh, and, and that changed a lot also to connect the spiritual, you know, getting more connected to my higher self. I, I needed that to heal. I really did. Yeah. And being in nature is there's wisdom. There is. And I yeah. too have struggled yeah. with my connection to nature where when mm. I was really young, there wasn't a picture of me that I wasn't outside. And yeah. it, it blizzard out in the snow. There I was with my dog making holes in this like, you know, um, igloos in the snow. <laughs> and then spring would yeah. come and I was out doing cartwheels in the grass and I was in the pool and I was here Mm. and I was there, Mm. but there's Mm. this huge part of my life 
my 20s into my 30s where I don't even think I left the house to go anywhere but to like work or this or that. And I really missed many summers. And then when I had my diagnosis of melanoma cancer, I became petrified to go out into the sun after that. Um, I became really, really afraid. And so I started to have this really kind of counterproductive relationship with outside. And in the last couple of years, I have challenged that. I've really worked through that to get back out. And then this year happened and we had no choice. That's all we have, right? Because we don't want to be in our house. And Mm -hmm. it's been beautiful to be reconnected again. And I think, you know, Mother Earth is sort of saying to us all, I need you to come back to me as my children. I need you all to to pay attention and wake up and hear me. And we are, we are hearing her, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And especially these, this, these times, you know, I, uh, we're fortunate in Norway because we can still be outside, you know, having distance. Yes. But I've, it, it, it's so, it's so incredible because I meet people. They are getting outside and they are smiling. And I met a mother here with a child and we got, eye contact yeah. it was amazing and we exchanged smiles like there's so much in a smile and i had this funny experience because i i was i was seeing a squirrel in the tree and he looked confused it was like he was like what is all these people doing here <laughs> but you know coming outside listen i mean feeling the sun and listening to the birds and the waves it's so it's so calming it is yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely and your your gallery takes us all there on instagram whether we are in norway or not i feel like i'm there and you do your videos outside and then also the work with your children which i really want to highlight because as you know i'm very passionate about that as well and my son particularly has been studying qigong with me and Um, my daughter, you know, is, is definitely a lover of yoga and, Mm. you know, it's, it's been really amazing to see them wanting to do this with me and, and being okay with participating. We're out on the front lawn and we're Mm. just doing, you know, and connecting. Mm. And so I saw you, um, do a video with your children as well as Mm. some of the things that you've done. So can you talk to our listeners a little bit about some of the programs that you've done um, with children and, and what maybe some of our parents who are all cooped up mm. and their kids can do mm. well the when it comes to, you know i've had some courses for children in um, in yoga and mm. it is amazing there's so i mean children are it's it comes more easy to them it you does. know and with the children i had boys who were four years old and we do the, those mantra songs and they love it you know we we um, it's it's playful yeah it has to be playful because I did the mistake when I became a, a yoga teacher for children, I ran home <laughs> and I set my children to do one hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, but I, I'm just joking a little bit. But it, you know, when you, you, you want so, we want so much for our children, right? but it has, but it has to be playful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually in the beginning, my children, I, you can't force it to anyone. Right. You know, it's actually being the example yourself so but we do do simple small things like breathing and you know it's a it's a wonderful thing to connect with your children and for me we do it outdoors as much as we can yes 
Yeah, I agree. And and Make they think it's difference. funny to yeah, and they do. They're they're very into sports, so they like to you know stand. How 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 much how for long can we stand and balance and yeah yeah. So uh, and the funny thing is that my my son he's uh, he's in this school of sports mm-hmm. and they do a lot of those yoga positions you know but it's not cold it's called stretching yeah yeah but you just take the breath and you become aware and it's yoga <laughs> I know it's okay. it's so much fun and I love that you said that like we cannot expect little ones to mm. sit there and be able to focus and you know this one unitary pose for 15 20 minutes because they mm. they want to move and that's why i love qigong so much because mm. the movement meditations i think yeah. really you know i was a very high strung kid as well lots of mm. anxiety and emotions mm. and if someone talks to me too much or mm. you know expects me to sit still i start to get mm. frantic i'm like oh you know i would buzz yeah. around and when i found qigong probably about I think it was six years ago now. And I was like, wow, why, why did I never ever learn about this before? And I'm so glad that schools are doing better with this. And I hope that after the pandemic, we'll see more programs in schools, um, you know, really blossoming up all around the world. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. And me too. And mindfulness, there's, there's done a lot of research on how, incredible beneficial it is to do mindfulness for kids in schools yeah you know Dalai Lama said if every eight year old in the world is taught meditation we will eliminate violence from the world within a generation yeah that's wisdom Mm. yes I agree I agree and it doesn't take Mm. much that's the thing it doesn't take much it just takes our time and Mm -hmm. now we I think we're in a place in this pandemic where we're recognizing Mm -hmm. we always had time we Mm -hmm. just chose to fill it with all the things that weren't the most important and I think as people are in resistance right now because we're now a month as of Monday, we'll be 30 days in quarantine in my mm. location. Um, mm. And we still probably have another month to go, I would imagine, mm. you know, being honest, that people are starting to get a little twitchy. And mm-hmm. I know, yeah, yeah, they're getting impatient. And mm. I got to get back to work. And I've got to do this. And I said, Oh, mm. my goodness, I don't know how to tell you this. But the more you resist this, the harder mm. I think it's going to be that you know, we're really being asked to, to look at things differently right now. What do you feel about all of that? Well, I feel that it's like the more we resist, the more it persists. Yeah. Yeah. So just trying to allow, you know, lower our expectations and, you know, being more just, just doing something joyful with our children. Mm-hmm. and not expecting too much and and actually seeing every expression of emotion as kind of normal because this is new to all of us yes and it's kind of a beautiful way to to connect and and learn each other you know be together and and use that time many of us you know wish we had more time now we have it we do yeah. yeah. There's so many things I thought I would have done by now. 
you know, 30 days in, and I'm still looking at a pile of papers right next to me mm. here that I've not filed. You know, I've done nothing with them. But I, I said to myself the other day in a very mm. forgiving voice, but mm. what have you done? You've done a lot with your kids. You've mm. rested. You have learned to cook again and eat at home. You have, you know, really just taken the time to focus and center on people who are growing in the same direction you are. And it, it became a lot easier for me to look at that pile. And I have another one downstairs too and go, I'll get there. I'll get there, you know, and I see people on social media right now pushing personal development. You better not waste oh. time. Oh my God, you better get into a program. You mm. better lose that weight. You're going to have to do mm. this. And I, oh, I don't know about others, it, but that pushes me back a little bit. How do you feel about that? I, I totally agree. There's so many males. And, you know, I hope that, you know, to choose, to make choices from a place of fear, it won't serve you. Yeah. Really. So yeah. try to, can try to, if you have fear, okay, it's okay. Just be aware of it and take a pause and just go back and go within. I have made this quote once I said, if you love, reach out. If you don't, go within. Mm -hmm. Take the time to breathe and connect with yourself, you yeah. know, because there's so much noise. And I, I you know, Renee, I, I think if we should learn anything from this, isn't it what we would do different? Mm -hmm. Ask ourselves, who do I want to be in this moment? Who do I want to become in the future? What would I do differently? I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we found the title of our show right there. Mm. Yeah, because you have been asked that so many times mm. now in your life where you have thought you were doing one thing, thought mm. you were being in one thing, and from your injury to the chronic illnesses mm. to the pain to having to reconceptualize, mm. you have been asked mm. to redefine who you are and 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 we all are in there because I think when we have time yeah. we begin to notice how we feel and most of us a lot of us have experienced trauma and now we are beginning to get up we, we are getting all those emotions that we've been suppressing mm -hmm. and now we have but it's not it's not a bad thing I don't think it needs to be a bad thing it's it's like it's a, an emotional detoxing. It is, isn't it? It's like, yeah. wow, the stuff that's yeah. coming up. <laughs> yeah, and I hear, I've been, I've been crying a lot, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I, but, but I see it, so it's something I need to let go of, and it's okay. Yeah. And that's what I want to say to the listener. Don't cry, please. I, I mean, think about it. It's like the soul deteriorates. It's cleaning, it's cleaning your skin, and it's cleaning your your body, your soul, your mind. I think it's something we need yeah. to let go of. You know, I love, uh, I think I heard it from Wayne Dyer. Be open to everything and attach to nothing. Yes. What do you need to let go of that you've been caring for? I mean, maybe from childhood. Yeah. I need to, I needed to mirror and face a lot because I love self-development. What kind of patterns are, you know, thinking and behavior patterns? Mm -hmm. Am I? Do I need to change? Yeah. So I've used a lot of time to reflect on who do I want to become. You know. I love it. I I do. Oh. I you know I was trying not to get lost in some of the sadness because you know again you know I I look and see people who are with their spouses and I go I'm not with my partner and no. you know I'm with my children but I'm not with 
my partner. And, you know, it's very sad because we don't know, right? We don't know when we'll be back together. But as I, I did a post yesterday, I know you saw it. And I said, let's think about the future in this moment. I'm not a huge person who likes to jump too far in the future because it causes a lot of stress for me as well. But um, to be able to create these moments, you know, what will it be like when you reunite with the ones that you're away from right now? And my son's birthday is on Monday. And of course, he's going to oh, be in quarantine, right? Yeah. And he's only going to be nine. And, you know, this is not how I wanted this year to be. But, you know, mm -hmm. I told him, I said, let's think about, you know, all the things you're going to do um, once we're out of here and the first friend yeah. that you'll want to be with and those kinds of things. And so I love that you bring this up because it's so inspiring that think about who you want to be and it's never yeah. too late. You know, yeah. it's never too late to, to recreate and start again. Right. Mm -hmm. It also helped me a lot to always think that there are, when I've been having bad, you know, experience difficulties, I've always tried to remind myself that there is always someone who's suffering. Yeah, you know, more than I. It's yeah. not to get rid of my emotions, but really to get some perspective. And I, I want to, if I, if I may, I want to share something with you. Of course. Um, it's something that came to me. I call it the three C's. Mm. Now, now we all have an ego, an ego, okay? Yes. And sometimes it tells us stories that doesn't make us feel good, right? Yes, my ego can be very <laughs> bullying, very bullying yeah. at times. Yes, mine, yes. Mine, yeah, yeah. mine too. So we don't want to let the ego run our lives. We want to be aware of it. And we know that if we try to chase it or fight it or ignore it, it will only be like a child who doesn't feel seen or heard, mm -hmm. screaming for our attention, right? Yes. So we want to observe it, be aware of it with... And this comes from mindfulness without judging because we are not our thoughts. We're having them. So what does the ego often do? And here comes the three C's. The ego often complains. It compares. It competes, mm -hmm. which make us literally feel disconnected from others and even ourselves. Yes. But here's the thing. We can change those three C's. And here comes the other three C's that we can practice, which is care, compassion, and connection. And the reason why I'm mentioning this, Renee, is that being part of a community is really important. And it is important for us to feel a sense of meaning, belonging, to have and maintain a good mental health, right? Right. But this is something I've learned. Not all communities are serving us. Right. are good for us you know mm -hmm. yes. i know you posted something about letting yeah yeah <laughs> but take me for an example renee i was a pleaser i only focused on giving 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 and this made some people take me for granted they didn't respect me and no matter how painful that was i had to take full responsibility now, I could have judged, I could have complained, but, but luckily I chose to be honest about how I felt. I was sad, I was disappointed, frustrated, you know, and I allowed myself to feel it all. And then I turned around, I leaned into compassion, you know, self-compassion, yeah. cared for myself, and I learned to love myself. And that took some time. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. But with time, I slowly but surely I started to number one, this is important, 
I found my own truth, my inner voice, and I started number two to share it, even though it was scary. I did it, for example, in Instagram. I mean, and guess what happened? I started to connecting with amazing people and you are one of them. Mm. And this, this is so beautiful because Mm. I have been such a proponent for returning back to the basics of our human virtues, compassion Mm. and peace and joy and love and wisdom and all these types of things. And I think what you said, the three C's are so true, but can be shifted, right? Can be shifted into something um, much more delicate and gentle, which is what the inner revolution is all about. I always say to people, it sounds like the word revolt sounds heavy, but this is a gentle revolution. This is a self revolution where we're choosing our own path. And you hit that so beautifully in that that description right there. Now, I would say, I'm sure all our listeners, and I challenge you guys on the radio page here, if you are connected through Facebook, you can also go to the radio page on blogtalkradio.com forward slash in a revolution and comment below which of those three C's of your ego might have been the most profound. I think for mine, the comparison. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. You see people doing well and you're like, well, why can't I do that? Or you know, why, why is that happening that way? And, you know, I felt for many years that I wasn't good enough, or maybe this wasn't the right thing. I would, my ego would always say this, oh, it's time to pack it up. It's time to pack it up. And I'm like, no, I'm not packing it up anymore. I'm always packed it up, you know? So yeah, so I'm so thankful that you shared it, that with us. Yeah, thank you. And it's really, it's not about, you know, it's, it's about learning to be more self-aware and mm-hmm. to get to know yourself. We need, we need to face everything in order to grow, in, in order to develop and to let go of what doesn't serve us or anyone else. Yes. So yeah. it's about the relationship we have to ourselves and then to others. I love that. And so let's say to all those bullies out there right now on social media who are pushing mm-hmm. people to have to do something, to not waste their time, to hurry up and involve in something, mm. focus on your own self right now. Mm. Leave them be in their own peace. Let them heal as they need to and not as you wish. I actually just posted that today in a story. And yeah. I said, oh. it, you let them, you'll see, I, I talked about compassionate listening and really take a moment instead of talking and telling everyone what to do, listen. And, and that sounds like what you're mentioning for us to really be able to reflect upon. So, so thank you. Now, listening is one of the most important communication skills. Everything. I was so horrible at it for the longest time because I was a teacher. I always Mm -hmm. talked. I always, you know, had to espouse information and then the spiritual climb showed me that the greatest teachers are often the quietest, the ones who give more room and space for the student to do more of the shaping and the shifting while we just w- aren't there. Yeah, I've been working a lot with my own listening skills, <laughs> for, sure, for sure, especially yeah. with my kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not perfect, yeah. right? It's a daily no. process, for sure. It, yeah. So yeah. now I know we're getting to the end of the show and I hate oh. this place. I say this every show. I hate it because um, it, I don't want you guys to leave. It's so fantastic to have you here. So can you um, just take a moment? My last question is called the footprint mm. in the sand, which I know you've oh. heard because you're such it. a devoted listener to this show. Thank mm. you. 
And this is where we talk about the imprint, the legacy that you really hope to have in the world. So, so looking forward at the end of your life, which is many, many decades off, I know, and you're looking <laughs> back it. upon the work that you've done, what do you hope to have left for the world? Well, Renee, I hope I will show up and share my truth, be my true self, and invite and encourage others to be their true self. Because I hope my, my job is to create a safe environment where people feel secure and loved so that they can explore and connect with their true divine self. Mm. So beautiful. As you are my sweet soul sister, thank you so much for being here in the Inner Revolution today. Thank you so much, Renee, for having me. And can you let our listeners know how they can find you? We'll have all this on our radio note page, but just to communicate that with everyone right now. Yeah, well, the easiest way is to find me, of course, on Instagram, Mental Support Stina. And you can also reach me on my phone, 0047-4125-8705. And we will have this all on our radio page because I know you're going to want to reach out and connect with this beautiful soul. Mm. So, Stina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you and take care. You too. Stay safe, stay happy and bright. Um, Keep enjoying that time with the kids. And everyone here as your host, Dr. Renee, for The Inner Revolution, thank you again for joining us and continuing to help this show thrive week in and week out. And I know we have some faithful listeners in Norway, so hopefully um, this Yay. show will reach them and, and they'll be able to experience this beautiful soul. So thank you, everyone, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to The Inner Revolution with Dr. Renee. Tune in again next week for another fabulous episode. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mudre, or you can check out my website at www.transcendentheart.com. Talk to you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.